you also have a wonderful song called Douche, which happens to be, isn't that the theme song for Love Hurts, correct? Oh, nope. But nope, I lied. Just kidding. Could be for some reason. Um, scratch that. Dude, <laughs> uh, just a theme song to my life. It's Thursday, February 14th, and you're listening to this special release episode of the Typed Out Podcast. I am your host, Nick Polifrone. Every week, Typed Out aims to deliver conversations that seek to expand the boundaries of understanding and acceptance. But as it is Valentine's Day, we are talking about love. Romantic, platonic, but most importantly, self-love. My guest today is one of incendiary talent. She is a Brooklyn-based singer-songwriter whose powerhouse vocals can be heard on her debut album, On the Moon. And when she isn't performing on stage, she can be found touching lives in the cycling studio, which is where our story first began. Please welcome the wonderful, the lovely, Mickey Hamill. Yeah! Hey, Mickey! What's up? Yes! How are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. So this podcast was like a complete anomaly in the sense that I didn't really plan on doing anything for Valentine's Day. Um, Only in the sense that like... It just wasn't at the forefront of my mind. And Ah. so, uh, as I referenced in your little intro, we met in the cycling studio, which you have been wonderful in keeping me on my, like, fitness task. (laughs) And, like, everyone listening, like, Mickey's been wonderful and allowing me to come as her guest to her her cycling sessions and um, just keeping me fit, thank God. (laughs) But uh, while in the studio, uh, she... Not only does she have a bomb playlist, but also just shares a really sweet, important message every time. And last night happened to be about like love and self-love and like telling everyone in the studio how you are worthy and capable of love, which is, I think, the transcendent message. It's the one that everyone needs to hear. And I think it is the underlying thing of what Typed Out stands for. So, Mickey, I just wanted, and you also shared a a story which will culminate in a original song written by Mickey herself, which please stay tuned to the episode and you'll be able to hear that at the end. But Mickey, I wanted to speak with you about the story, which one, I just want to say thank you for for sharing that message of love, because I know that even when we're sitting there in the darkness, people are hearing it because I'm receiving it. So I know I'm not the only one. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, first of all, thank you for... I was just thinking like on my way, like walking home, I was like, I'm so like thankful every time you come and ride because you just have this like aura and like energy about you that makes me feel happy and like safe to say things maybe like I wouldn't normally. Oh my gosh. Because I know I'm like, ah, Nick's here. This is going to land or like <laughs> I can play this song. <laughs> We're going to have a I'm great time. I'm always there for you. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's just such a nice feeling having someone in the room that is really supportive so thank you for writing thank you and i feel the same way with you as the instructor so Aww. and we may have been the only two that really appreciated yeah, we had a great your rent. Time. <laughs> um remember the time that you played rent for arms <laughs> yes. we may have been the only two people that genuinely appreciated that that's true and just know that every word <laughs> that's yeah. all that matters <laughs> exactly <laughs> but speaking of like seasons of love oh, so yeah. You had a wonderful story about the first one happens to be unrequited love, but it sounded like that story led to a discovery of self-love. And then ultimately what is now your 
permanent love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're Prince Charming. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so if you wouldn't mind sharing with our listeners the, yeah. the wonderful story that you shared with us in the studio last night. Oh, well, I was just thinking like it was during um, There Will Be Time by Mumford & Sons, which is such a pretty song. Mm. And I was like thinking about all the times you're heartbroken or all all of my unrequited loves, which has been pretty much my whole love story until like five years ago where I like yeah. fell in love for the first time. But it was kind of like all those other moments got you to where you're kind of supposed to be, even though you're sort of pissed off while it's all happening. <laughs> yeah. But um, mine was usually your you have a thing for like your best friend so in college, I had like a buddy and we're like best buddies. I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a good rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> and all the rom-coms I watch, it's like you the best friends always end up with each other. Like someone doesn't figure it out until the very end. <laughs> right. It's like you have to interrupt somebody's wedding vows to be like, but I love you. Yeah. I was like, I really hope it doesn't get to that. But <laughs> and it was just kind of like. I kept trying to like battle this like feeling of just wanting to be like this perfect person for this other person. And then kind of realizing down the road, like years after I was like, I don't think you're my person. Mm. And just kind of having this like awakening of the whole time I thought he was crazy. But I was like, you're the crazy one. Like <laughs> why you shouldn't have to convince someone to love you. Absolutely not. And that's what I felt like. I think especially with when when it comes to unrequited love, it's so easy to internalize the pain from that. That's true. You know, and I cuz I think that's part of my story as well is that you especially in a city like New York, there's so many people here. Yeah. And the one thing that I've learned through this journey is that not necessarily everyone is deserving of your time, energy Ooh. and especially your love. Yeah. Um, but also on the flip side of that is that when it is unrequited and I've been in that position, it's not necessarily a bad reflection of that person, nor is it by any stretch of the imagination, a bad reflection on you. It's just that sometimes things don't work out. And I think for anyone that's listening along unrequited love or, you know, internalizing the rejection from something like that doesn't mean anything about you and your capability to love. That's true. In fact, it means that you're capable of great love oh yeah yeah and i think that thought took me forever to grasp because i think i i felt i needed it from somebody else when the whole time you need that or i needed that from myself Mm. kind of that like hey you're like you know deserving of all these great things and you're deserving of even more yeah um so just kind of like letting yourself kind of be the person you want to be i guess Absolutely. But that also, like a lot of that thought and kind of confidence, I guess I wanted, also was found in like writing in the studios. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, then I finally kind of like let that part go. And a couple, well, maybe it was like, I don't know if it was like a year later, I finally met Brian. Yeah. But I was saying in class that I've, realized he was my person because until then I had never been like in love before um so I was just like saving that like I love you yeah I was like I'm gonna save it I don't know why I really wish I could give it away because 
it's not easy if you say you've never been in love and you're like 28. (laughs) 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 Everyone's like, what's wrong with you? Oh my gosh. No, I'm 33. And luckily I have been in love once, but like it's been a while. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, yeah, no, it's all good. Um, But actually this makes me think of, so I randomly responded to a casting call over the weekend Uh for what I thought was a commercial. Um, And I I have an acting history. And so like I've been, I have some distance on it now and I just look at it so differently. And I think Mm -hmm. it was actually acting and stepping away from acting that allowed me to find my confidence. Wow. There's a whole long story there and we don't even need to go into it. So I digress. Um, (laughs) But one of the questions that the person who was auditioning me, for lack of a better term, a question that she asked was, how do you know when you're in love? Ooh. And I'm going to actually repurpose her question and ask that to you, Mickey. Ooh. How did you know that you were in love with Brian? Oh my gosh. It was actually, this is really silly. It was in a cycling class. Why not? (laughs) Why not? Um, My favorite instructor was like, I always, I always feel like I had answers for whatever my instructor would say like what are you writing for I was like I know what I'm writing for and this one was like the last song and he's like tell yourself a secret I was like shit like I don't have a secret to tell myself right now so I was like all right whatever and then like spur the moment it was just like my secret was like you're in love with Brian and I was like oh shoot (laughs) and I knew because I like wasn't afraid of his answer Mm. it wasn't dependent upon somebody else it was just like oh i have this like gift of love i want to like share and i don't care if you don't want it but it's it's there yeah (laughs) so that was just like the fact that i didn't care about the answer i was like oh it seems like a love yeah (laughs) yeah how about you how did did you you, do you know how did i know well the first time around which is interesting because had I been, you know, in that place of my life, having received that question, I think the answer may have been different. Oh. Because, so I have one great relationship that is a firm and steady point in my life. In fact, it's it's probably the foundation for a lot of things in my life. And so I, again, I identify as gay and I kind of held back from coming out to my family for quite some time. Like my mom knew when I was about 19 in college And then I told my sister probably the consecutive summer, but I have a father who is a pretty traditional Italian man and then two older brothers who would fall into the typical masculine box, as it were. (laughs) Um, But I I love all three of them. And it's just in that time frame and that mind frame, it was not easy for me to tell them who I am. Yeah. You know, or at least I always felt that way. So I I had the mentality that I was going to wait until I found somebody. And that person that created that secret inside me, as it were, (laughs) and want to share it. And so that was the case. And I I met someone um, when I was 26. And at this point, my my mom had passed at that point, which is a a large part of this story. So thank you. Um, But she, like, bless my mom, because she passed... And didn't tell anybody. She didn't tell anyone. And she kept asking me, she's like, are you going to tell your father? Are you going to tell your father? And I'm like, please. Like, we both don't know that you didn't tell him already. But she didn't. Oh, wow. Like, a testament to my mother's, like, secret keeping. She didn't tell my dad. Aww. So when I told him when I was 28, it truly 
was the first time that he was hearing that. And of course, like he may have had his own suspicions, but whatever. So uh, I was dating someone and like he, I had brought him around and I had introduced him to my family as a friend. And at this point it was like, people started to get the point, Ah. you know, Mm -hmm. but it was like, I had to actually say it. And I don't know that my dad knew until I was like, oh dad, by the way, (laughs) Dave is not just my friend, but my boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) And he had the sweetest response. He really did. Like, and it just, all the fear and nervousness and the anxiety that I felt built up inside of me dissipated within a moment because I think my dad was in a place where he, I mean, at that point, everyone in my family realized the value of relationships in all forms and fashions, coming back to the introduction, romantic, platonic, you know, sibling, parental, and of course, with yourself. And at that point, when you lose someone so significant, you realize the power of loss and loss takes shape in so many forms, you know, and there's this. uh, I'm sorry, not to like get real heavy for everybody that's listening about like how like sometimes people are disowned by their family because of their authenticity, who they really are, you know? And of course that was something that I was worried about, but it ultimately didn't wind up being that way. And I think Dave, my boyfriend at the time, was instrumental in helping me make that first step, that first huge step out. Yeah. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really So I I always reference, like I think back um, now having like distance on on that relationship as we do right like when you mm-hmm. finally gain that retrospect and you look back <laughs> at all your true. prior relationships all your prior as i'm like i only had one <laughs> yeah same <laughs> but that one relationship that i yeah. look back on and now again like navigating the dating scene in new york city which is a mess it's like a Wolf. quagmire yeah but i was like for dave like when i was I knew I loved him when I walked four miles in three feet of snow just to be with him over a weekend. And now anybody that I talk to, I'm like, you better live up to that. Like, if I'm willing to walk through a blizzard for you, you know I like you. Aww. (laughs) That is awesome. That is, that is love. Yeah. Aww. But I think it's, it comes down to, I think in that giving and receiving of love, Mm -hmm. you do have to find where that exists within you, how you are the vessel for it yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I definitely think when I like let go of whatever it was with my friend, I just kind of had this like space to be like free and just kind of like space to really love yourself. Yeah. And then, and then luckily the right dude came along yeah (laughs) um but yeah because yeah now just like thinking back my like time in new york being a single lady there's a lot of many mistakes i guess you could say well not like mistakes just like so many one night stands like (laughs) yeah i mean girl it's like part of it i feel like (laughs) yeah that's true But you also have a wonderful song called Douche, which happens to be, isn't that oh, the, yeah. it's the um, theme song for Love Hurts, correct? Oh, nope. But nope, I lied. Just kidding. Could be for some Rewind, um, scratch that. Douche <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> is a theme song to my life. <laughs> it's um, the theme song for Love Hurts is uh, Emo Town. It's pretty emo. Um, but yeah, douche was my theme song for like ever and ever. Was that inspired by a real person? Well, it was kind of like, oh, so I came to the city. That's like that, like empire. Shoot. I'm blanking the name. 
What's the Jay-Z song? Um, but it's like, come to the city or a virgin. I literally was. And then the first person that like smiled at me and I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's so nice. He looks like a really sweet person. <laughs> Meanwhile, like a subway like, romance. Have you ever had those where you're just like, for 20 minutes, you like, you meet, fall in love, get married, and then divorce by the time that you have to get off the train? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was just like, thought this guy was so cute. And was the first person that like gave me attention of like, you're an attractive person. I was like, cool. Mm. This is fun. And then it turns out he had a girlfriend. Turns out he's a douche. Yeah. And then he's like, is that song about me? And I was like, no. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Well, if the shoe <laughs> fits everybody. Cinderella. That's true. But luckily, thanks to him, I would just like do improvised songs. And um, he was like, why don't you write stuff? And I was like, why don't you not tell me what to do with my life? Yeah. And then I was like, fine, I'm going to write this song called Douche. It's about you. And it's about you. Yeah. It's a <laughs> Fine. I'll take your advice and I'll write a song yeah. about your ass. <laughs> yeah. It's called Douche. But then I wrote a song called The Chorus of Douche is like, I want a man and you're a douche. And then I wrote a song that's going to be out. Hopefully it was supposed to be out for Valentine's Day, but that's today. And uh, it's not ready yet. Yeah. But um, it's going to be out hopefully end of the month or next month. But it's called My Man. And that one's about um, Brian. Amazing. So it's kind of like the rebuttal or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. Yeah. We but get it was Mickey cool. Hummel's journey of love through music. <laughs> That's it. Um, also, my friend, the unrequited love friend, he found his person mm. and asked me to write their wedding song. Yeah. So I wrote him a little country song because he's a country guy. <laughs> But it was cool to have, like, to write a song for his person. And then my person's actually, like, playing on the track. So it's just kind of like a cool, I guess, full circle kind of moment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And can you please intro that song for us? Because we're going to end this wonderful Valentine's Day episode with a little original music by Mickey Hamill. Um, it's called City of Fate. And he, it was a surprise. His wife didn't know about it. And um, he wanted the song to be about fate. And they met in the city. So it's kind of like I use their words of their stories and how they describe each other to write this little country song. And it's about their past, present, and then I made up their future. It's real cute. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh, thank you. So, Mickey, I wanted to thank you for being my guest for this special Valentine's Day episode. Oh, my goodness. And please let everyone know where they can find you on social and listen to your music. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on and... Thank you for making typed out a thing in the world because it needs to be a thing. And thank you. I'm so excited for everything that you do. Um, and thanks for sharing that beautiful story. Thanks. That was really cool. Thank you. My website <laughs> is uh, MickeyHummel.com. M-I-K-K-I-H-O-M-M-E-L.com. And then that's my Instagram. And that's pretty much most of the things I use. And then I'm on iTunes and Spotify. Yes. I encourage everyone listening along to please check out Mickey's music. Again, listen to On the Moon. It's incredible. Her talent is just incomparable. Aww. And there will be something to look forward to quite soon with regards to the Typed Out podcast. So <gasps> keep listening, subscribe, give us a rating, and stay with us. 
And Mickey and I send you much love on this day. And just remember that yourself deserves the most love before you can start loving somebody else. So I've been your host, Nick Polifrone. Mickey, thank you again for being my guest this afternoon. Thank you. And we will see you all next week. City of faith brought them together on 23rd Street. Cupid must have took the train, sat there in the summer rain, waiting for him to kiss her. He gets lost in her Brought them together